0: Okay, so this is a Q&A session. You can just ask you know, me any questions that you've got, any queries, things you're concerned about, things you're not sure about. Every time someone asks a question, everybody else gets to hear the answer, so that generates sort of more questions and obviously gives them answers to questions that they probably had but didn't ask. So um, yeah, should, should benefit us all. So who's got the first question? Fire away, Clive.
1: Um, um, Coming up to refinancing,
0: who are the best companies to refinance with right now? Your, your um, house to HMO type, yeah. Uh, okay, so I the two I would use, because I do your model quite a lot, um, I would use Lloyd's or I'd use Metro Bank. I've used, yeah, those are the two that I would use for that. Um, both of them are cheap, good value, sort of 3% type.
1: Yeah, I, I
0: used the one on one Southampton Row, yeah. So, I don't, Metro Bank were just in the M25. When we first went to them, probably 2011, they were just sort of stretching out and they agreed to do a block of flats here. They wouldn't do sort of a load of HMOs. Now I've been talking to them about doing a load of cluster flats, HMOs, all that, and they, they seem quite happy. They're a lot more aggressive now. Uh, you can go to others, there are obviously Shawbrook, people like that, but they'll probably charge a double and. Uh, from my experience, they probably ask twice as many questions as well. So it depends how mu- how much sort of um, time you want to spend on the remortgage. Have you ever heard of Redwood Bank? No, Redwood. There's all these new ones the popping new up. Company. Is it? Give them a go. Um, Cambridge and Counties have been good over the years as well for a lot of people. Um, although they I think they've the
1: f- they, they
0: yeah, but they want the six seven percent, do they? Yeah. Metro and Lloyds are charging more like three. Yeah. they
1: only got its banking license on the 10th of April. That's, That's good. That's good. <laughs> they'll, be, uh, they'll be right in
0: there. Does that, Bank. does that does that that mean they're sort of uh, That's what it just early doors? Yeah. yeah.
1: They might need business, they might be aggressive. Who knows? Well, they to see us. Well, I mean, me-
0: me- Metro were quite, you know, w- 2000, I think, no, no, it must be 2012, something like that. They were really sort of on it. They were reasonably careful, but they were really hungry. And now they're double hungry, um, because I suspect they've got a load of money off a load of depositors, because they're opening late. And there's all sorts of reasons why people will deposit their money there, because they're easier to deal with. Um, So a lot of the time, I find when these new Challenger ones open, they're good for a few years. And then for some reason, they always turn a bit sour. I don't know whether it's that they have a load of impairments or they realise that there are issues with certain lending models or they get big in a flowing book, they they get what they want and then they just just take the best stuff. But uh, I remember Oldermore used to be way easier than the others in the credit crunch and I'd say they're just the opposite now. And they're very expensive because they have to get the money in, I think, from wholesale market rather than depositors. Yeah. I see him about once a month for <laughs> <laughs> the they're, they're actually yeah. publishing, uh, they're not putting their rates on, but they're actually giving their criteria on their website. Oh. So well, Redwood? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, with this commercial type, you know, commercial lending on this sort of stuff, um, generally they don't have a criteria published in the same way, but that can be a good thing. Um, you know, I, I find with the those sort of lenders, you know, Lloyd's or maybe RBS would do it now as well. I haven't tried them, but they're they're very good with development finance now. Um they 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 seem to be more flexible. Yeah. I'd try Cambridge and Counties as well though.
1: Well as I said we had a, Yeah. We had a off, um, at the beginning when we got the bridging. So
0: the They've done the bridging, have they? They did the bridging, yeah. Okay. So you prefer to go someone else anyway because usually it shouldn't be like this but most relationship managers i have they all say the same thing if you've done the original bridging or development loan with a bank often it's easier to go to a new bank because they'll lend you more money because often the original bank will only lend you 70 percent of whatever, do you know what I mean? Whereas often a new bank coming in will forget what you've spent and sort of go, all right, this is what it's worth. We'll give you 70%, 60, 70% of that. Yeah, it's always been the way. Okay, so next question. Far away. So I've been to before where you've spoken about your model. Yes, and to yeah, or, or any commercial building, any commercial building. yeah. Yeah. Buy the assets
1: subject to planning, for the initial sort
0: of flats, or do you Yeah, they usually won't accept that. They usually want an unconditional offer. You know, if it's a popular site, they'll go with someone who's unconditional for 20 grand less anyway, or depends on the purchase price. 10% less, they'll probably take from someone else who's unconditional, yeah. Because it can really elongate it. That's
1: yeah, worth doing with land as well. Like, put an offer
0: to secure something, and then just get three animals very well. Um, Thing with land is you need to do surveys as well. So, um, and the surveys cost quite a lot of money. So, you you, you probably it's more acceptable um, to have an option or do it subject to surveys, subject to ground conditions, all that sort of stuff. I know some people who uh, around here who do just agree them and then just spend a load of money on surveys and just do it at their risk, because a lot of the time they're losing out on sites to other developers because the other developers are coming in and going, no, oh, it's unconditional, but. It's never unconditional. They always, if you know your area, you yeah, that that's, and that's exactly a good reason to do it in the same areas over and over again. But um, yeah, it, it, it's mo- definitely more acceptable to always try and do it, subject to surveys and all that sort of stuff. But um, what they'll do, they'll do the surveys anyway, and then say, oh, we did the surveys, and it's found this, this, and this. You need to knock this off. You know what I mean, for exchange. Because yeah. often you find things under the ground. Whereas with, you know, buildings there, like Damien's talking about, it, it's not such a, you haven't got the same issues, the different issues. Yeah. Um, it's more just planning. Y- you don't, you know, you're not, obviously the building's already there, isn't it? Um, but the impact would say that like, depending on the use, what it was used for, because I think I looked at a site. What, contamination? Yeah, I looked at a site and um, I can't remember what they were doing, but there's a lot of oil on the ground, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that can that can affect the PD as well. Yeah, so um, yeah, that, that y- you may want to get that cleaned up before the planning officer goes out. Um, but but what I would say is um, you can use land remediation relief, so the you can claim 150% of the cost of fixing. Or, or decontaminating the site. So petrol station's a perfect example. They have all the tanks underneath. Lots of developers don't buy them because of all the cost of taking the tanks out and sorting them out. But you can use land remediation relief. It's 150% of the cost of putting it right. You get a surveyor out. But yeah, contamination is quite, it is a, an important point, yeah. No, no, you no, know, the onus is not on you to make a planning officer aware of Correct. problems, um, that's his job. Um, I mean, it, it, a lot of the time it, it, it'll be you know on a search or something like that, but I mean if it's just oil sort of on a forecourt, it, that's unlikely to come up in any search, so you, you might be able to clean that up, do you see what I mean, before any, yeah, they'll usually come out and have a look at the site, okay. yeah. The other thing I would say is if you have a look at any um, planning applications that have been in the local areas, so for example one that we're involved with, um, the the area is known just down the road from being
1: in an area that had arsenic on the ground. Yeah. Okay. So even though um, it was prior approval, they still asked for a desktop s- uh, study to start with. Yeah. We, we had, on our one we were in a critical drain, drainage area. Um, and despite it not being a requirement, they insist, insist, insist,
0: insisted flood risk. Uh, from the flood, uh, an FRA flood risk yeah.
1: Um, which was considered part of the site of 14 metres high.
0: Next question Do I think crowdfunding is going to change lending? So, um, as in, is it going to make it sort of easier? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suspect that it already has added competition. And you probably noticed how much keener the banks are now. Obviously, a lot of that is because um, their balance sheets are repaired, largely. But um, a lot of it is just competition. So, example like with that, I've said to the other bank, I've said, "Well, if it's three months, I'm going to go to another lender." And straight away they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, we'll sort it out." Whereas if I'd said that three or four years ago, they would probably have just sort of gone, "Yeah, fine." Um, so. Yeah, I think that you know that that that's definitely increased that s- situation. Um I suspect though in the medium term, um the FCA are going to introduce more regulation around crowdfunding because um I think under the surface in some areas there's quite a lot of losses for the people who put the money in. Um I don't think it's all out on the surface yet, but I think it's happening. Yeah. Um it's it's been a bit easy, hasn't it? <laughs> I think the FCA have got a review out at the moment, haven't they? Right. Um, and they're um, they're creating new rules, and they'll they'll be different. You know, there's two sides to it, aren't there? There's equity funding, yeah. and then there's sort of loans or mortgages. Um, uh, and I, I suspect the equity stuffs maybe the more risky stuff. Maybe they'll introduce more, you know, the, the most regulation around that. But um, I think they're probably going to do more on both. Yeah. As in, they're offering both. Yeah, the people do, don't they? Yeah. So it's, okay. so people have know. to, yeah, because they'll offer. They call it mes, don't they? Or you know what I mean? So you'll, oh, yeah, yeah. you yeah. yeah, and then stretch. Yeah. yeah. So they'll they'll do some first charge lending, and then maybe I don't know a little bit more lending on top of that at a higher rate, and then often. Um, some Some of those bridging lenders, some of the partners will then put equity in, do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So Zorin do that quite a lot. Zorin. yeah, bridging yeah they'll uh, if it's a good scheme then they'll get partners to put um cash in. yeah it's obviously much more expensive the the equity portion yeah. the um you know the first charge the the bridge bit or the you know the the first charge debt is a lot cheaper. Next question. So okay, so when's the next crash, when's the next correction? So uh, this is a really common question and of course uh, I'd love to know too. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those impossible questions, isn't it? But I mean, let's say, um, let, let's say the last cycle was 14 years, wasn't it? And let's say the cycle before was 10 and I think the cycle before that was maybe eight, nine, 10, something like that. Well, this cycle now we're probably about seven years in So, we're sort of past halfway, probably.
1: If you love to travel like me, and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts, by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb consultant contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started.
0: Aren't we? But, A, you don't know how long it is. And, well, yeah, you don't know how long it is. That, that's, that's the, the, because, of course, what happens is all these imbalances and problems and Stupid lending and you know things that shouldn't happen happen, and they build up when you're further into the cycle when, and you're further away from the last crash. But just because that happens, it doesn't mean that that automatically creates a crash. It, it will eventually create a crash, but you need uh, you know a sort of match at you know a point a, a, a strike to to actually happen. And obviously last time it was. I don't know, mortgage backed securities and the time before it was ERM crisis and interest rates went up. That was the thing, that was like the the straw that broke the camel's back last time, or those two times. Um, But if they hadn't happened a year later or two years later, something else would have happened and would have created that chain reaction. It'll happen with um, Bitcoin and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm sure, hey, I'm not saying there's not a lot of money to be made there, I'm sure there is, but It'll it'll go you know bit like dot com, there'll be and there'll be some which do really well. There'll probably be an Amazon and a, a Google in there as well. I would have thought, but the, there'll be sort of 18 Jellyworks which I bought at 5p and <laughs> were worth a quid by the by tea time, and then the next morning they were bust, yeah. and I, I lost my whole student loan and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, as you I think as you move further into the cycle, um, you probably don't want to have loads of developments which you're building out and you've got loads of properties you need to sell because they're the people that do get hit during those periods. Yeah, so I think it's probably a good idea as you get further into the cycle to, um, maybe you are still developing, but you're just not exposed to loads of units that you need to sell. Think you, you know if you're doing stuff that can be finished and rented, so you guys are doing office blocks, I know you're selling them, but if you suddenly wanted to rent them all out, well, they're sort of low enough value, aren't they, where you could just let them, and that's quite good... they
1: certainly uh, pay for themselves and yeah. a bit of a
0: margin. Yeah, on the so that's a good escape route, um, a good backup, whereas if you're developing 500 grand, million pound houses, it's gonna be a problem, isn't it? Um, so I think you probably move have have that sort of in mind. Um, I think also you probably want to spread a little bit. I think the stock markets probably had quite a good run now. Um, so last week I, I sold. I have an ISA. I put my ISA in money in every every year. I've been doing it since I was 16, and I, I sold quite a few of my equity-based funds, which are you know in shares in in, in the FTSE, and and I, I've gone into. Um, Gold and um, and uh, and and UK gilt, you know, government bonds, which are gilts. Um, yeah, I've just bought. I bought into a gold fund and a gilt fund. Uh, might not be the right thing to do. You might not have a, you know, a correction in the stock market for quite a while. But just feels like to me now it's fully valued. So yeah, there may be a bit of upside, but there's probably not that much upside versus the the potential downside. So the, the yeah, it's weighted that way, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's a better know? way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you Are you building up? I know you
1: like to talk about reserves. Are you building up um, your war chest?
0: I will be. I, I haven't yet. I'm, um. I obviously bought some buildings, and um, yeah, it's um. It. No. So I, I'm not fully into all that yet. Um. But I will be doing. Yes. Um, hopefully um, that'll start towards the end of the year as I've got, um, I'm able to refine it. I've had to put some cash into some purchases recently, but then that'll start coming back again. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'd be a good idea because I remember, I mean, if I look back now at our purchases, let's say we started buying, I don't know, together, maybe 11, 12 years ago, about 11 years ago. If I look at all the purchases over that time, the stuff we bought in 09, 10, 11, it just sticks out like a sore thumb because it's, it's all fif- half, do you know what I mean? Yeah. All those little houses, they were very, very cheap. It'll all happen again, I would have thought. Okay. What things do you think could trigger a recession? It's just, it, it, it'll it be something you're not thinking of. It always is, isn't it? it? It's totally something they don't predict because if they predict it, you know, and there's any anything really uh, there's a way to opinion around it or you know people at the bank of england all that they'll they'll work out a mechanism to protect against it won't they so you know like the banks were right at the center of the last one and that's what elongated a lot of it they've done loads of work now haven't they to split the risky part of banks off from the bits that lend us money and, and we put our savings into and they've stopped a lot of sort of silly mortgage lending and they made it illegal and all that stuff i think they've dealt with a lot of it you know they made them hold a lot more capital. It's not coming from that direction I don't think um, so it, yeah it's something you I mean did Clause 24 and all the mortgage interest relief stuff anyone predict that there, would, there must have been 50 other predictions that I'd seen that never came about um, but um, you know that one morning you'll get up and it'll it'll be just something you not. and it and of course there'll be different ingredients so it'll be a different cake at the end Well interest rates going up always causes a load of problems yeah. does not it but it doesn't it just doesn't look very likely does it it's got
1: to be a slow
0: process isn't it it so still so. feels like a slow process yeah but when they start increasing generally yeah yeah right? i mean even the us is doing way better than we are isn't it yeah. that's probably at the forefront of growth at the moment their rates are still in the ones um the EU's started to come around now a lot of the italy's doing real, really well and a lot of the manufacturing figures recently are doing much better, but obviously the the rate of increase in interest rates in the Eurozone, they're talking about maybe starting to put them up, but still looks shallow, you know, in terms of the increases. But I don't know, that could change, um don't know.
1: don't seem
0: to do that much spare cash still, have they? Because don't seem to, do they? No, I think if they put interest rates up, consumer spending will just fall off a cliff, That's won't it? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's bad, no. Just seems to be a new zone, does not it? Yeah, maybe they will tickle them up over time. I think they yeah. will, but it just seems to take time. I don't know. I, you don't know what you don't know what the Donald's going to do, do you? do um, so, know oh, this North Korea thing. I do sometimes because re- I, I, I subscribe to the FT, and I was reading again this morning, and sometimes I think maybe he will make wake up one morning and just like press a button that he shouldn't do. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. he's he's bonkers, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, that uh, that could send things off a cliff, couldn't it? That would. Yeah. I mean, nuclear war. I mean, mm-hmm. it's never really happened, has it? Apart from when the Americans did it twice. But otherwise, yeah, I would have thought that would probably do it. Uh, uh, all this Brexit stuff. A bit like the credit crunch, everyone's bored of it, aren't they? Um, yeah. It's definitely... It's mixture of news as well, yeah. It? No. It's definitely hampering growth, isn't it? It's definitely grampering yeah, like confidence. Here, yeah. T- bit, Uncertainty. It, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose if there's a cliff edge, i.e. they don't do a deal with the EU and then all of a sudden we stop stop trading, you know, doesn't seem very likely though, does it? I don't think they really want to do that. I suspect there's a game of brinkmanship going on. I um, don't know. They all seem to kick the can down the road, don't they? You know, they did it with Grace. Ah oh, it's not that now. Well, we'll call it this and then we'll come back to it in three years. So I wonder if that's what they'll do with that. Yeah. Have
1: you seen an uptick in the um, supply side of the market here yeah, in Peterborough? like in light of
0: um I R? Uh as in are the more are the less properties, yeah, have more, have le- properties have you seen more properties? on the market? For sale? For sale. I tend to buy commercial buildings. Yeah. Uh, and convert them yeah and that that isn't really in that zone um on the low end sort of ones for sale there aren't loads more i wouldn't say not really there's been a massive shift in the amount of people well i assume the amount of people buying them for rent i think there's a lot less people buying them for rent there must be because the rents have gone up rob's just put a flat on um he used to live in it and i think the last tenant was paying 650, something like that. Wayne, Wayne's just take. he said, oh, the tenant's gone. I'm recommending you new rent is 895. And I think the last tenant probably moved in two years ago. Two and a half years, yeah. So, so uh, that that's the result, isn't it? Those little things have gone to 750, 800, 775. They were at 550 two years ago. I, I think I think it is, yeah, first time, yeah, yeah. no, I think first time buyers, it's easier for them to buy. Um, I think it's probably easier for them to get mortgages marginally. There's help to buy, obviously on new stuff, but they've probably got more help with the existing mortgages as well. I think most of it is less new landlords buying, and apparently most of them have been put off by stamp duty, the extra 3%. A lot of them, that, yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, quite a few of them have been put off by being able to offset the um, mortgage interest, which I think is a bigger thing. Um, But lots of them don't know about that. It's just the negativity in the press around tax and buy-to-let. And, yeah, obviously, there's the new PRA rules as well. Yeah, definitely less than buying, less supply, less less buy-to-let properties, you know, supply, and, and therefore rents are going up. In Peterborough. <laughs> not, not rooms, though. Rooms yeah. don't seem to have gone up. It's single lets seem to have gone up. Don't really know why. Yeah. I've n- never seen that in, yeah, I've been doing this what 15 years, something like that. Mo- I'm probably monitoring it really well for 12 or 13 on the same house type. They were at 450 when I started 12 years ago. And, they're now, and they were at 550 two years ago. Now they're at 775. Yeah, it's got to be this, I think. It all started March last year.
1: Should yeah. <laughs> 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 been
0: it's just bus. Yeah. I d- I'm sure loads of other Midlands towns have yeah. uh, the rents have banged up. We've just been behind you guys. You you yeah. we're at the end of the roller coaster. You you sort of came over the top a while ago, and we're still sort of going up the other end of the roller coaster. Yeah. Well, sorry, the north of England. Well, they've sort of not come out of the recession yet, and <laughs> they're sort of going like that. We're sort of halfway up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know it depends where you are, doesn't it? It is it's it's a more mixed picture now, I think. I've noticed it's a more mixed picture than I've ever noticed it being before. Might be because I'm I speak to more people now and um I'm probably better at analyzing it, but you know, a lot of rents in London are falling, aren't they? And a lot of values in central London have been falling. I don't know if they still are. Um but on the outskirts they 're still rising it 's quite but yeah, I just think I mean wh- what did London go up by percentage wise you know since two thousand and ten? It weighed more than one hundred percent wasn 't it so well, these areas haven 't you know these areas of i don 't know since on paper, you know the average prices maybe they 've gone up thirty percent it's quite different isn't it yeah, it's a huge gap so I think there's probably still a lot of catch up to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you either a combination of catch up and falling rents in London. Yeah. Because with the where things are now in terms of the, the price points, there's also a lot of supply and market.
1: Yeah. And sort of dragging rents. This is actually having a pressure on rents as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we're getting a twofold yeah. perspective. So at some point, they'll sort
0: of maybe balance out. Yeah. Probably. Well, it, 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 it's inevitable, isn't it? Equilibrium will be found, yeah, and then it'll uh, it'll chug along, yeah. They may have to reverse some of this tax stuff, and I suspect some of it is stamp duty on more expensive properties as well, because um, you know stamp duty on stuff over a million pounds is massive now. Yes. Yeah, I think that's
1: sort of um, wiped out the
0: next. Like, yeah, investors yeah, point yeah. No, can't leave them empty now as well, because of ATED, yeah. Yeah. There's just tax on everything, yeah. Yeah, moving is an expensive game now. Yeah, I mean, even around here in a big house, it could be 80 grand, 100 grand to move. Well, how many years mortgage payments is that? Yeah. Who's next? Yeah, when? This is the $64 trillion question, isn't it? Yeah. Or in London or, well, they've already had it. The the central areas have dropped, what, 15, 20% since, what, in the last two years? Something like that. Kensington, Chelsea, Knightsbridge, you know, the the really good stuff. Mayfair, yeah. So they've had their correction. Well, you don't know how far it will go, but, yeah. No? Uh, Stamp duty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think stamp duty uh, started that. So um, they increased the stamp duty massively mm-hmm. on properties yeah. over 930 grand. So, um, I mean, now if you're in a, I'd, I can't remember the thresholds exactly, but say you're in a five million pound house, the stamp duty could be 10 mil, uh, 10%, 12%. So you, you could be paying 500 grand stamp duty to move. So in those areas, it, it is, it' become uh, it's become so gummed up and no one's buying them because why would you pay half a million to to move mm. Do you know what i mean yeah. do you, do you yeah. filter, filter well it, it hasn't has it's been really sort of um that's uh, why i'm saying it's it's sort of fractious isn't it, it those areas have been really affected whereas for owner occupiers most of the rest of the country where it costs 300 grand for a house or 200 or 100 well the stamp duty has gone down if you're an owner-occupier So the people who have been affected are the people who live in those really really expensive areas in central London a B Someone who's buying for a second home because there's a 3% stamp, stamp duty surha- charge or y- you know C buy to let investors buying houses flats HMOs because they are in this 3% stamp duty surcharge. But of course, home o- people buying for their own home in the rest of the country, they're paying less. So that's probably why, that's the main reason, isn't it? It was the government that did this one. Yeah, <laughs> usually is though, isn't it? Well, they did, they did it with interest rates, didn't they? And yeah. I mean, I mean, I know you monitor the and everything. Have you seen much in terms of lobbying? I know we, we think that For stamp duty? Uh, Ian Duncan Smith has started uh, some you know he's been making statements Um, there's a couple of others Um, uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg who is a conservative backbencher he's been talking a lot about uh, (laughs) about uh, stamp duty Um, as in in those kind of high-end areas and reducing it he 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 could be he could be prime minister at some point. Um yeah, he could be. He could be. Um Is it he's the local MP. Is he? He does some good speeches. <laughs> does some very good speeches. <laughs> um so yeah, I um I think there's probably those two at the moment. But it can't these rent rises can't go on forever. Uh at some point um, you know, the, the the pressure on councils and, you know, tenants saying the rents have gone up so much at some point they're going to have to accept that it's part of the problem is, the, the you know, these tax changes. So I don't know, shelter will make more and more noise, won't they? Um, hopefully it will be those kind of people that eventually will accept that this is what's doing it. Not force landlords to buy, can you? So what's the alternative? All right, you... You get the government to provide them with accommodation. Well, they've proven that they, um, they won't. So, yeah, they'll have to do something, won't they?
1: Let's, let's see if those changes come before the next
0: correction. Well, stamp duty in... Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're not talking about doing any of it at the moment. I think she's done enough U-turns, hasn't she? Theresa? yeah. Every time she does a U-turn, she gets slammed for it for months. So she's probably a bit scared of it all now. Although maybe she could argue it's not her U-turn, it was George Osborne's U-turn. I think it was the Treasury that thought it all up. You know, they, um, they cooked it all up originally. So it probably, maybe it needs to come from them. They'll come up with the, um, they, w- they probably won't reverse it, although they? they'll come up with the um, uh, landlord's special property tax relief. Do you know what I mean? And they'll say, oh well, if you're a, you know, if you're a, um, a male or a female and you're sort of aged between you know, 18 and you know, 78 you know, and um, you're, you're based in England, Wales, and Scotland, then, um, you know, this doesn't apply. They'll come up with something, won't they? Do you know? <laughs> Rather than just say we're repealing that. And then they'll create a justification, obviously, because remember the justification they created for this. All this tax, you know, they, they, they sort of said, oh, it's only going to pers- affect this many landlords, and it'll be the richest landlords, and it'll be this, this, that, that, and it levels the playing field, and, you know, first time buyers don't get mortgage interest relief. You know, whereas landlords do, and it's unfair. As much as that was gobbledygook, I suspect they'll create a new narrative to justify, effectively, a climb down if if, if they have to do it. Apparently, it happened in Ireland and Australia. So it, they introduced this stuff, and, and and now they've reversed it. Yeah. Yes. Apparently. Yeah. It was about three years, apparently. Yeah. I haven't. I that's secondhand. Um. I haven't sort of dug into it myself. But um, yeah, I understand it was about three years and then they 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 um, they backtracked on it all. Yeah, because a lot of the time they don't understand the implications of what they've done. I mean, d- they say it was going to affect a small percentage of landlords. Was it 20% or something? <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. They'll just say, oh, well, it's had a bigger effect than we thought, you know. Uh, let's, let's this later. Well, buy a limited company, use it to your advantage, buy them cheap. Um, you know, you, you you may be able to get them off landlords cheaper. You you know, you better offset all the mortgage interest, won't you? Stamp duty, well, you just got to stomach it. If you're converting, it doesn't make any difference anyway. Uh, if you buy more than six, uh, you get uh, relief, uh, multiple dwellings relief, or it can be sort of considered a commercial transaction. Um, the other the other little quirk, which um, not that many people use. But I've realised this in recent weeks um, because a friend was looking at buying a big house. I can't remember what it was. Let's say it was three million. It had quite a lot, it had some fields, some land, and the agent was saying, well, you can sort of class those fields as commercial because, you know, if if you, uh, there's some criteria, maybe you need to grow something on them or something like that. It then becomes a mixed use property. And because there's an element of commercial, element of residential, it's mixed use, and therefore the surcharge doesn't apply. So that is another little way around it. You need to make sure you're within the rules on it. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is you have to grow on it. I
1: think that might be the only restriction that on that might it might be with planning as well. Because yeah, if if, if that's deemed to be outside the curtilage of the residential, yeah. then you, you might have issues no idea yeah if, if it's perceived to be inside the coverage yeah
0: then, then yes I can see yeah working. yeah you need a stamp duty specialist because it's a bit like that it gets very complicated and it is easy to misinterpret the rules and make a mistake you, you need to get it right that and then they can persuade the solicitor because a lot of the time the solicitor doesn't understand and says you can't do it If they get an accountant, stamp duty specialist, is is all right, then they'll just go on his advice usually. Next question.
1: seems like Peterborough, they keep saying Peterborough is now a suburb of London.
0: Do they? Where do they say that? I (laughs) think that Rob
1: Walker suburb. Have
0: you seen it anywhere else?
1: I remember seeing it somewhere.
0: It's because the train lines are Yeah. The The train is, next year, it's reducing to 37 minutes. Yeah. They're putting new uh, new trains are going on the east coast. Yeah, I'm always a little bit um, the problem with trying to predict this stuff is you don't understand the full picture and how much of what it is you're looking at. Ie H S two is already priced in and all these other factors. But um, I mean, do you, is the ha, has there been much growth around where the H S two line is supposed to be going? Oh, it's in 20 years' time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You're not going to be there like anyway. It's yeah.
1: It's like we've got the the M60 round Manchester now, and the trams moving out to different areas, which yeah. is a bit like
0: the tube. Yeah. Yeah. I think stuff like that, if they do put it in, does make a difference. When they electrified the line here, um, apparently house prices went up 15% because um, electrifying the line reduced the journey time quite a lot. Um, so I think that stuff does big roads, you know, if if they put a new road in and it's quicker and it allows a commute to somewhere big, uh Manchester or somewhere, you know, that you know that would make a big difference. Um they don't really build many new schools and it doesn't seem to affect it that much, but having rental properties around schools and all that definitely helps. Hospitals, they built a new hospital here and it definitely helped the rentals around that area. They put it in the middle of Breton, whereas before it, well, they're both in Breton, but they m- built a much bigger one. That made a <laughs> difference. Um, very difficult to predict that is, yeah. It's it's the, it's the hot spot, you know, the hot spot thing. Oh, this place is gonna rise more, this place. Ha-. You know, at the Olympics, it was all sort of priced in, everyone bought there, but they were sort of buying on the basis that everyone thought the Olympics was going there, so they were sort of paying a price southwest oh in the country I, don't mean, the whole country. I just
1: mean if you go in the southwest of london that's better than the northeast
0: of London. do you know why that is because the predominant um, the predominant wind in this country moves from west to east so you know if you you had sort of factories uh, and that sort of stuff years ago they 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 yeah they they sort of you know, the wind would blow all the fumes and all the crap towards the east. So I know whenever I'm flying, the, the wind is always, well, usually it does move, but predominantly, you know, it's sort of that way. It, it's about, I don't know, 270, 280, something like that, degrees, which is west. Moving, moving east, it's westerly heading east. Yeah. So the, the industrialists and the landowners and all the wealthy lived on the west side of the town because they didn't want a ship blown over. Yeah. They did move in Liverpool
1: from one side of the mid to
0: the other. Did they? That would have been a good that, yeah. they moved west slightly. Yeah. They
1: could still see the ships
0: but they couldn't smell them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. So we're done then. Thank you very much.